Um, so we've been going through this uh, Next Step series. Uh, we do this every year, uh, and it's because uh, we believe that these four steps, uh, we, we believe that it's important for you all to take these four steps in order to fulfill our mission together of being Christ in our community. And so Andy kicked us off last week with the first step of attend, uh, and he talked from Matthew uh, 16, and uh, it says in there that uh, Jesus asks uh, his 12 disciples the question, who do you say that I am? And Peter answers and says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Uh, and then Jesus tells Peter, you are blessed, Peter. Um, and so that's kind of why we gather together. Uh, we get together and attend and be present in church every Sunday morning to remember and to celebrate the fact that Jesus is, is the Christ. He is the son of the living God. Uh, we gather around because uh, we believe this to be true and we have faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so that's why we attend. And then the second step that I'm going to talk to you today is on connect. Uh, and then next week, Cody Gerke, our student pastor, is going to preach on the, step, the third step of grow. And then finally, uh, Jared Harms is going to preach on the last step of engage. And so today... Uh, I'm going to be talking about Connect, and we're going to answer the questions, two questions. What connects us to each other, and why does it matter? Why is it important that we connect with each other? And so in order to help answer that question, we're going to look at 1 John, the book of 1 John. It's towards the end of your Bible, uh, right before Revelation. Um, And 1 John, uh, just a quick overview of 1 John. 1 John was written by the Apostle John. Uh, This is the same John that wrote the Gospel of John. And this um, John was known as being one of uh, the closest disciples to Jesus. He's often called the beloved disciple or the one uh, whom Jesus loved. And so he was really, really close to Jesus. Um, And so let's just pick it up in 1 John 1, uh, 1 through 2, where it says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. So 1 John, the letter of 1 John begins very similar to how he starts the gospel account. Uh, John 1.1 says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And so he's using this analogy of Jesus Christ as the Word of God that became flesh. He's the incarnate Word of God. Jesus came down from from heaven to earth and lived as a human being, just like all of us, fully God, fully man. Uh, And this is uh, the Jesus that that John is talking about here. And this Jesus, he also uh, talks about in in the Gospel of John 3.16. You guys all know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, Uh, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And so John is talking about this word of life, who is Jesus, who came down so that we could have eternal life. And so this is kind of how he opens his letter. He talks about the gospel. Uh, The gospel is that Jesus Christ came, lived a perfect life, he died on the cross to forgive our sins, and he rose again so that we could have eternal life. And so we're gathered together each morning, uh, each Sunday morning, to remind ourselves and to celebrate this gospel of Jesus Christ. So then he continues in verses 3 through 4 uh, and says, 
That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Um, So John uh, talks about fellowship. So fellowship is a funny word because we don't really use this word a lot in our culture anymore. Um, It's kind of like a very Christianese word that we use a lot in church. Um, Unless, of course, you're a Tolkien fan like I am and you love talking about the fellowship of the ring. Get it? Yeah? Okay. No, any, any Tolkien fans out here? Yes. Thank you. Um, I'm working on my dad jokes, by the way, because I'm going to be a dad soon. So uh, anyways, um, so fellowship, this word fellowship, what does it mean? Um, if you look at the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, uh, the definition of fellowship is community of interest, activity, feeling, or experience. So if you think about it that way, all of us are in some sort of a community. We all have interests. We all have activities that we like to do, we have experiences that we share with each other. And so we're a part of some kind of a community. So for example, for me, I'm a part of a community of guys who love to play soccer, indoor soccer, at 6.30 a.m. on Tuesdays and Friday mornings. I know. I know what you're thinking. You're like, who in their right mind would play soccer, of all sports, at 6.30 a.m. in the morning? You must be crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I'm crazy, and a bunch of other guys are apparently crazy enough to play soccer at that early in the morning. Um, But yeah, we get together and we play uh, soccer. Uh, And these guys, uh, we all come from different backgrounds. We all come from different places. There's a guy from Nigeria. There's a guy from Colombia. I'm, of course, from Japan. uh, And there's guys from all over Nebraska and the U.S. Uh, But we get together and, and, and share this common love of playing soccer together, right? Even though we all have differences. In the same way, we come together, and if you look around us, uh, we all come from different backgrounds, uh, different ethnicities maybe, or different jobs, different interests, um, but even though we have a lot of differences, we come together because we have one similarity, which is our faith in Jesus Christ. The gospel is what connects us together because we've all been saved. We all uh, uh, proclaim our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, And so this is what connects us. And that's what John is saying here in verses 3 through 4 when he says, we have fellowship with the Father and with the Son, and therefore we have fellowship with each other because we all share that relationship with God. And so we are connected by the gospel is what John is saying. Um, And this connection that we have, uh, there's a couple of analogies uh, that the Bible uses One is that of spiritual family. We're all a part of a spiritual family. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, And that you can find in John 1, 12 through 13. And it says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So here, he talks about how when we put our faith in Jesus, God adopts us as the Father. He takes us in as his children. And therefore, because we're, we're, we're God's children, we become brothers and sisters in this spiritual family. Another way of thinking about it, uh, another analogy that is used in the Bible is uh, from the Apostle Paul in Ephesians. Um, Ephesians 2.19 says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, 
but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. So, uh, kind of like being a part of a spiritual family, we, when we come to faith in Jesus, we become citizens of this kingdom of heaven. And so, this last Wednesday, um, after 10 years of being in the United States, I, I became a U.S. citizen. Thank you. Yeah, so uh, this process involved this interview that I had to do in uh, the USCIS office in Omaha. So we drove down to Omaha, and I met with this uh, officer, and she interviewed me, and uh, one of the things that I had to do was the civics test, which involved questions like, uh, name three of the, the original 13 colonies. Can you, can you guys name three? Yeah? Okay. Um, and then we uh, had like an English test, uh, and then after I passed that interview, uh, I, we had a swearing-in ceremony to make everything official. And so in the swearing-in ceremony, uh, we had a couple of speeches. One was a written speech from the head of the USCIS department, uh, and then the other one was a video uh, speech uh, by the president of the United States himself. And so in these speeches, there were, there were a couple of things that stood out to me. And one was that we all come from different backgrounds and different ethnicities, but we're bound together by one thing, which is our commonality in the citizenship as Americans, right? And, and then another thing uh, that was said in the speeches was we, um, when we become citizens, we become part of a family of Americans. We become brothers and sisters, and we're going to work together as family to support each other and serve each other and make um, America a better country. And so... Uh, after those speeches, uh, we had a, uh, a like swearing an oath. Uh, this oath involved um, denouncing our, our allegiance to any other country, any other um, kingdom, uh, anything like that, and then to pledge our allegiance to the United States of America. Uh, and then we got our, our certificate of naturalization to make it official, and so... That's when we became officially Americans, as you would say. Um, so, this citizenship process is very much like our, our process of becoming uh, a Christians uh, and, and putting our faith in Jesus Christ. So, when we put our faith in Jesus, uh, we become citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Uh, and so, just like when we become citizens of, of a country, um, we have, to, we have to pledge our allegiance to, to God, um, and we have to denounce our, our allegiance to the world and to our sinful past. Um, just like when we become citizens of a country, um, we... Uh, sorry, I just kind of lost my train of thought here. Um, oh, we come from different backgrounds, right? We come from different backgrounds... <laughs> We come from different ethnicities, but we're bound together by the blood of Jesus Christ. We have that commonality together. Um, and then also, uh, we get, instead of a paper certificate, we get the, the Holy Spirit inside of us as a seal of our citizenship in heaven. And so, um, our earthly citizenship may last us for a lifetime, right? But our citizenship in heaven is going to be for eternity. We're going to have it for the rest of our lives and into eternity until we die or when Jesus Christ comes back. 
Um, and so this citizenship is an amazing citizenship. We become a part of this kingdom of heaven that will never end. It will be forever. It will never be defeated like any other country or nation in, in, in on earth, uh, but it will be for forever. Um, and this country, the citizenship in, in the kingdom of heaven, uh, gives us freedoms and rights that no other country in this on this earth can give us. And so this is an amazing kingdom of heaven that we can belong to and be a part of. And so we're all a part of that. Um, so going back to the question at the beginning, um, what connects us? The good news of the gospel connects us, and we become part of this family, and we become a part of this citizenship. Uh, we become a part of this kingdom of heaven, and we become citizens of that. Uh, and so uh, the second question uh, that we want to answer today is why does it matter that we connect with others? And we're going to re- look at the rest of 1 John to help answer that question. So 1 John 2, 7 through 11 says, Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. The old commandment is the word that you have heard. And at the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. Whoever says he is in the light and hates his brother is still in darkness. Whoever loves his brother abides in the light, and in him there is no cause for stumbling. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks in the darkness and does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Okay, so John is talking about this commandment, and this commandment comes from Deuteronomy 6.5, where it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. Jesus also reaffirms this uh, in Matthew 22, 37-38, where he says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. But then he adds to that and says in verse 39, A second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. John also writes about this in his gospel account. Uh, John 3, 6, uh, John 3, 13 through, uh, 34, John 13, 34 says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. So it's really important. The first commandment is to love God above everything else with all of our might, our soul, everything that we are. We are to love God. But Jesus also adds to that and gives a new commandment of Love your neighbor as yourself. And so this gospel that we believe in, it's not just about our personal relationship with God, but it's also about our interpersonal relationship with each other. Uh, This is very consistent with the rest of the Bible. Uh, So if you look at the Old Testament, for example, in the Genesis account all the way through, you see this God who is a trinity. He's three persons in one. And so he's God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit, They're all working together in community, and they have relationship with each other. And so out of this relationship, God creates Adam, and then he sees that Adam is not good alone. And so he creates Eve so that they could be in relationship together and be in community together. Um, Another example is the the Ten Commandments. Uh, The first five commandments are about our relationship with God, but the last five commandments are about our relationship with each other. Um, And so God is very much concerned with our relationship with each other, not just about our relationship with God. And so this kind of gospel, this this gospel that we believe in is a very social gospel. It's a corporate gospel. 
it's not just me and God, but it's us and God. Um, another example is Jesus. Um, Jesus, when he walked on this earth, he isolated himself uh, in solitude a couple of times, uh, but most of the time he spent his life with other people, especially the 12 disciples. And so if Jesus is our ultimate example and our model uh, of life and how we should live, then we also need to be in community and in relationship with each other. And so simply put, we were created to be relational beings. We were created to be in community. And we were created to connect with each other and to love each other. So, how do we love each other? Um, that's the question. And we can see that in First um, John three sixteen through 18. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our, li- our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and truth. So John here is saying uh, we need to love like Jesus loved us. He is our ultimate example, and we need to lay down our lives for our brothers. Meaning, we need to put aside our personal desires and our selfishness, and we need to sacrifice that for the good of others and for the needs of others. And he's saying it's not enough to just say, I love you with our words. We need to actually love with deed and in truth. Um, And he gives the example of meeting each other's needs, physical needs. Um, And that's that's the ultimate example of how we love each other, self-sacrificially. Even if it's uncomfortable, we need to help each other, we need to meet each other's needs. So that's what uh, John is saying. Um, And then why else is it important that we connect with others? Uh, 1 John 4, 7 through 12 says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Um, So here, John is talking about um, how we need to love each other just like Jesus loved us. Again, uh, same thing. Jesus gave his life for us so that he could pay the penalty of our sin. And so we are to also love in the same way. Uh, But then if you look at verse 12, I want to focus on verse 12. Uh, Verse 12 says, no one has ever seen God. Uh, If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. And so John is saying that if we love each other, then we display the invisible God that we cannot see and we make this God visible among us. So the way we love each other in a radical way is going to display God to other people. Um, And so that's why it's important that we connect with each other. That's why it's important that we love each other in a radical way is because this is our testimony that we are uh, followers of Jesus and that ultimately it displays the gospel. It displays the love of God if we love each other. Um, 
Another passage is um, first, uh, John 13.35, where it says, By this all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Uh, and so, likewise, if we love each other, it will show that we are followers of Jesus Christ. And so that's why we need to love each other, because that's going to be our greatest testimony of the fact that God has changed our lives, and we love each other in a very radical way. So, uh, to recap the two questions, what connects us to each other? The good news of the gospel connects us to each other, and we become a part of the spiritual family and citizens of this kingdom of heaven. And then the second question, why is it important that we connect with each other? So that we can display the gospel, so that we can be a testimony of the fact that Jesus Christ has saved us and given us this new life. Uh, and given us this ability to love each other in a very radical and sacrificial way. And so we are connected by the gospel to display the gospel. We're connected by the gospel to display the gospel. Um, and so uh, as a church, we want to foster opportunities for you to get connected because we believe that it's important for you to get connected with others uh, because we believe that the Bible teaches that and so one of our core values is that we uh, believe that life change happens best through relationships, and so we will foster uh, opportunities to connect. Um, and so I want to share with you just a few ways that you can get connected here at North Point. And this is not an exhaustive list. Um, this is just, these are just some ways that you can get connected, and you can find many other ways to do that. Uh, but one of the ways you can do that is through Explorer class, which is coming up pretty soon. Um, you can sign up for that class if you haven't taken it. Uh, it's a great way for you to get to know our church. Uh, it's a great way for you to get to know our ministries and how you can serve. Um, it's also a great way for you to meet other people in the church. So for example, Cody and Morgan Wilbers, uh, they're a part of a church family, and they took Explorer class, and through Explorer class, they met Cody Gerke, our student pastor, and his wife, Ashley. And they became friends and then eventually that led them to lead in the student ministry. And through that, they built friendships with other student leaders. And now they have a community within our church. And they have relationships. They have deep relationships. Uh, and through those relationships, they're growing in their faith. Um, another great thing about Explorer class is that you get to learn ways to serve uh, in different ministries in our church. And that's a great and tangible way to get to know people because as you're serving alongside other people, you get to really know them. Uh, and hand in hand, you're working together on mission for Christ. Uh, another way is to uh, sign up for dinner groups. Dinner groups is starting soon. Uh, it's, it's, it's starting a new season this fall. Um, and dinner groups is a great way for you to get to know people because uh, it's a way for you to just share a meal with someone, uh, a group of people that you may not have met otherwise in the church. Um, and so... Kelsey and I have done dinner groups several times, and we've loved it. Um, we've gotten to know a lot of you through dinner groups, and so we highly recommend it. Uh, and then finally, the last thing is men's and women's ministry. Um, so through men's and women's ministry, you can get to know people, you can get connected. Uh, and one of, the, one of the things that was really cool that I heard recently was uh, about Glenda Ward, who's a part of our family. And she uh, recently had a foot surgery in the summer, and um, because of the foot surgery, she wasn't able to drive. And so a few people, a few women from the women's ministry really stepped up 
and took care of her and uh, gave her rides to and from church functions. And she, they really loved her in a tangible way and met her needs. Um, and so, yeah, shout out to Women's Ministry uh, for really taking this call to love each other in a tangible way, seriously. Um, but yeah, so these are just opportunities, some opportunities for you to get connected here at North Point. And we know that this is not easy. Uh, we know that this takes time and this takes effort. Um, but this is what God calls us to. He calls us into relationships. He calls us into community. And he calls us to love each other in a very radical way. And so uh, my prayer for you is that you would get connected, that you would commit to getting connected, um, not just in a superficial way, but that you would really take this next step of getting connected with those around you here at North Point. Um, I'm going to invite the worship team up now, and we're going to sing this song called Build My Life. Um, this song, there's a line in Build My Life uh, that says, Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. As we sing this song, Will you make it a commitment? Will you make it a prayer that God would show us who Jesus Christ is and how he loved us? And in the same way, we would be able to love those around us in a radical way, just like he loved us. So let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you so much that you sent your son, your only son, to die on the cross for our sake. Lord, you loved us so much. You loved us so radically. God, help us to love you and love others in the same way. God, that we would give of ourselves sacrificially, that we would build relationships with each other, uh, deep relationships that will help us grow in our relationship with you. Um, and so, Lord, that is our prayer for us. God, help us to commit to that. May your Holy Spirit guide us and lead us in that. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. I'd invite you to